Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward Podcast, DJ and Kyle. Welcome to episode 30-something. <laughs> yeah, episode 30-something of the Embrace the Awkward Podcast. And I am here with the one and only Kyle Goings. Kyle, how is your body today? <laughs> uh, I am <coughs> Ooh, you can see, getting over a little cough. Um I just got back from mission trip, so my immune system was definitely uh, working overload, and so I'm you know relaxing and slowly getting back into the swing of things. My diet and digestive system is also doing quite well, in case you're wondering. I'm sure it's been functioning at high capacity <laughs> lately. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we've got a cool episode, and if you haven't listened to the last couple episodes... Um, what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks is we've we've been kind of in this season of thinking in terms of uh, mission ministry, mission trips, things like that. So for the last couple episodes, if you haven't listened, we've been talking about um, how to do a mission trip with your youth ministry, how to plan, how to do all these different things. I mean, good things, bad things that could come out of mission trips. Yeah. And these are, when we say mission trips, it means short-term mission trips that right. you take your youth ministry or your group on. Right. So... As of this episode, Kyle has been home not even a week, right? Right from Costa Rica, Five, four days, right? Wow! So he went on a trip, guys, in the in in towards the end of, but in a pandemic, which yes. is pretty absolutely incredible. I remember seeing the Facebook. I was on his Facebook group that he was updating on. I remember seeing the post that all of the kids had tested negative to come back into the country and <laughs> to like come back home. What a cool! <laughs> that <laughs> was a good feeling. I never had that feeling ever in my life. Where like, okay, everyone has been tested negative. <laughs> we now can go home. Wow, that was a stressful <laughs> week up to that point. Wow. So so he's on the high right now. He's on the high after a mission trip. And Kyle, why don't you tell everyone what I'm holding in my hand right now? So for me, um, I, I think when you're going to go on a mission trip. Uh, the after experience. So after the mission trip experience is so important. So we always plan for like a, a recap party just with the team. We try to do a week or two from the trip where we get together, share a meal, and just see how everyone's going, how everyone's kind of getting back into the swing of things. The second thing I love to do is dedicated night to our youth ministry. So like this coming weekend for our high school ministry, we're going to have a coffee house um, and we're going to hear and share stories and all that. Cool. But one of the things that I also do as a tradition now is I bring home some kind of candy from the country we go to. So we went to Costa Rica in Central America, love the food there, love the culture, sure. the, the country and all that. And so I brought back what's called mini gelatin gelatinas. So basically mini jello shots, it's, but yeah. this is non alcoholic right. <laughs> uh, in that. So he's he tells me that they're very good. I am going to try one live on the show here. Yes. So yeah, we're going. We're going to try it together. So, and so these are basically little plastic cups. They resemble like the the to go communion cups, right? You know? Yeah. But they're supposed to be gel or gelatinas, and I right. might be pronouncing it wrong. I definitely don't know how to speak Spanish. Um. But yeah. Yeah, I've got the orange one, and I it doesn't have flavors, so I have no idea. This feels like um like something they could give me. At um, 
Like if if a doctor became a thing that could prescribe you just a little tiny like capsule of cough medicine really quickly, this is what it would look like to me. So and, and it's always fun because we pass out all these to all the students um, who didn't go on the trip, and they're trying suckers and and different Jello shots and all that. All right, all right, let's do it. One, two, three, go. So, what's your uh, flavor? Can you guess? I got an orange. I got, <laughs> got a little crunchy thing in mine. <laughs> are you eating wrapper? Because there are chunks of fruit in them. Mm. There's chunks of fruits in these jellos. Would have been something you should have told me before oh, I spit no. it out. Oh no! Oh no! That's I wanted. You I was to, like, Kyle, this is like six years old. Dude. <laughs> the first time, the first time <laughs> I had it, I was like, oh, there's, there's, it's old, right? And the our uh, missionary's like, no, 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 that's they're supposed to have chunks of fruit in them. So it surprised me too. My okay. flavor was star fruit. That was my flavor. I have no you, idea what yours. How do you know? Uh, I've had so many of these. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I think yours was guava, if it's like a pink. It was like an orange. An orange, okay. It could be guava. There's uh, 20 different flavors. Wow. I'm telling you, when I was in Costa Rica, one of the best things was the food. I had a different juice of different fruit juice every single meal, including breakfast the whole wow. week. Wow, like fresh fruit. I mean, did, fresh like, fruit. Was there ever a point where you watched them chop yes. it and bring it to you? We ran out of pi- pineapple one day, and they ran out and walked twenty feet and grabbed pineapple. That is so cool. Oh like, my! Oh, here goodness. you go. Here's some pineapple, and they chopped it up for us. Wow. So, so what we're doing today? Um, I'm basically just gonna interview you, Kyle. I want we want to hear about the the awesome experience that you had. Um, Kyle did a really cool thing on Facebook where he had like a group on Facebook that was made that anyone could join. So parents, friends, I mean, whatever could join. And he would post updates and stories and videos and pictures and go live on this Facebook group while they were on their mission trip. So people could kind of keep up with what was happening with the group. But of course you miss out on a lot of stuff, just not being there and not being, even if you are on the Facebook Mm, group. So I just want to ask you some questions about your trip. Um, and the first one that I want to start with is I think one that a lot of youth workers are processing mentally right now. And now as we're kind of coming on when this is coming out towards the end of a pandemic time, what does it look like? Like, so you've kind of talked about it, but a little bit in the, a couple, couple other episodes, but what is it like now on the back end of doing a mission trip during COVID? What was your experience like? Well, w- one thing that was interesting is we were going to go on a spring break mission trip to Costa Rica that we started this fall of 2019 fundraising and praying and planning and all that two days before we are going to fly down to Costa Rica. I literally had my bags packed the whole world shut down with, with, with COVID. So two days before we go, the border shut down. We couldn't go to Costa Rica, all that. So we postponed it to August because at that time there's no way I would have guessed that we would still be talking about COVID in August of 2020 um, when we right. were in March. I thought it was a tw- you know maybe a 10 day shutdown or 15 day shutdown. Sure, we had to postpone it again because the governments still weren't opening it up, and that was really hard because we were like, okay, does this mean we shouldn't be going? There was a lot of praying, praying and discerning, um, and so we have we had 36 people originally going to go. Because we postponed it to the next year spring break, so 2021, March 2021 is when we we're going to postpone it, one-third of my group was seniors. They all graduated, so every all wow. all but one of them 
bowed out of the trip, even though they fundraised for the trip and all that. So we had 11 people bow out, 10 people sign up. So we took basically 34 people. Um, uh, and there's some other, you know, adult leader couldn't make it this year, but another adult leader came on. So sure. we, we brought 34 people down to Costa Rica. And was there restrictions? Absolutely. We made sure we'd wear a mask. We had to get tested uh, negative to go into Costa Rica by our missions agency right and then tested to come home but that wasn't by a missions agency that was by the u.s government and so sure. we had a doctor coordinate with us and he tested us um the, the friday before we come back on a sunday um and what was interesting is god and and we any i guess anyone could say this but god really um had his hand on timing in the situation because one third of our team was brand new um, when we went down this year. Right. But the other thing is some of the churches, because we worked with several local churches in Costa Rica, some of the churches did not even come back yet until we came down. When we went into that church was the first time that church did anything for a year. Wow. So kids ministry coming back, Sunday services, Wednesday night prayer things. Our group was actually the group that brought people back because the pastors are like, maybe kids will show up for this VBS thing. Maybe not. We don't know. Wow. And luckily, the fear was not there. We didn't see any fear. If there was fear, they didn't show it, or they did a really good job. Sure. Of it. Um, we try to do social distancing the best we can, but with little kids, <laughs> that's right. hard. Everyone wear a mask. <laughs> there was no political agenda when it comes to masks down there, so it was really nice to go do ministry. We did door-to-door, food distribution, all that. But overall, being in a pandemic in Costa Rica, besides the masks, there wasn't that much of a difference. Sure. Um, and so I think it's very important that ministry still happens in the middle of pandemic as best and as safe as possible. Now, that doesn't mean every country, every state is as accepting as Costa Rica. Sure. But that's one of the reasons why we chose Costa Rica versus maybe some other countries, even though we didn't know about pandemic. It's a little bit more stable government and easier to interact or possibly have changes or being or deal with problems. I like countries that are a little bit more stable Sure. In that, um, but still have that foreign or cultural difference feel. Yeah, sure. Was it, I mean, looking back now, rate your, rate your stress one to 10 in Mm. terms of dealing with COVID, not, not just leading up to, but then even when you're there, I mean, was it, was there, were there times where you were ever, were you ever like kind of overcome with stress or anything about having to deal with COVID during the trip or did, I mean, what was that like? That's, that's a good question. I, was it high stress? Yes. I I tend to handle stress better um, than I noticed than maybe some of my peers or or adult leaders or even uh, wife sure. in, in that. <laughs> um, we all handle stress differently. Uh, I can move forward and still problem solve and still kind of have fun and still be highly stressed. But one of the best feelings on this trip was the moment we got back all the negative tests to come back home. Sure. Because our contingency plan was one of my, my middle school director went with me and her, her name is Jen. She's awesome. If a, a female got tested positive, she would have to stay 10 days in Costa Rica in a hotel quarantining. Not, well, I mean, helping the person right. quarantine. And if it was a male, I would stay. Wow. Um, so we went in with that mindset that I might not be coming home for another 10 days after the seven day mission trip. Wow. Um, so that was our contingency plan. Parents knew that. One of the things that we were very clear on because I knew COVID would be stressful. Mm -hmm. 
um, is very early on, I'm and, and I shared this to with parents and the team leaders, if you're afraid of giving COVID, this is probably not the trip you should go on. Um, I wasn't trying to be political in any way, but I was saying if this is a fear, we sh- this is not the trip for you. There might be other trips that you can go on because not that I wanted people to get COVID or we would be put in din- dangerous situations, but there was too much stress of a normal mission trip. And then you add a pandemic on top of that. Sure. We couldn't handle both. So we needed people who were going to be accepting or at least understanding that, yes, they could get COVID while they interact with people down there. Sure. Um, and we didn't want people to freak out, um, you know, with, if with the COVID situation. Right. So that helped alleviate some of my stress. But was it stressful during the week? Yes. Because sure. we just didn't know until there was confirmation. Oh, everyone came back negative. And, and this is four days later, and we still don't have any symptoms. I've kind of followed up with the team, and people doing really good. Cool. Diarrhea, on the other hand, might be another situation. <laughs> but COVID, we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've maybe mentioned some things here cool about the that are cool about the country you've been in. But is there something that maybe f- sticks out as a, as a favorite part of your host country? Now, he, here's what's interesting because I'm an American who grew up in the Midwest. Okay, so my cultural experience is very limited. Right. All right. Sure. Let's just be honest with sure. that. Oh, yeah. So when I say something, whether good or bad, it could be culturally insensitive. Mm. All right. Um, but I'm coming from a good intention. I absolutely love Costa Rica. It is now my favorite country outside the United States. Cool. Doesn't mean the other countries are bad. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Canada listeners and, and all that. Um, but it, it's this warm, accepting, very friendly, um, very giving, uh, happy, satisfied, even though to American standards, they don't have a lot. But you don't see that. We, we went door to door doing food distribution. Basically, we packed bags of food and went door to door to people who didn't have a lot of food. And we would give them food and say, hey, we would like to pray for you. We're from this local church down the street, whatever. Not a single prayer request. And we did 28 bags and saw close to 40 families. Um, Not a single family says, man, I just wish I could pay my bills or I could do this. It was all about my son doesn't know Jesus or my kid just have another baby and I'm a grandma. Or it was always relationship, always thankful. It was just encouraging. So the students hearing that over and over again, that's what I love about mission trips is that, hey, you need to be really thankful for what you do have. Um, and so some of the students were greatly impacted by just how thankful people were, where according to American standards, they had very little sure. possessions. Yeah, sure. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, <laughs> tell me about some, like I've seen pictures from some of your students. So I've, I've Kyle and I, again, we have a great relationship between our youth groups even too. So I yeah. know a lot of your kids and follow on Instagram and a lot of them posted pictures with people in the community. Was there anyone that, I mean, did you make a new friend? Was there any, tell me about some of the people that you met on this trip. What were they like? Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan of mission trips that have yes, work and service opportunities, but relationship driven. It has to be about relationships Whether that's kids ministry, working with local churches. If you go down there and you do, a service project, eight hours a day, and you build this house. There are needs for that. But man, do I see a lot less impact with our students and all that. So there has to be relationships. So now we actually connected with a church. We stayed at a local church, just slept on the floor. Scorpions, geckos, 
beetles the size of my fist. It was awesome. <laughs> the girls didn't really like it, but the guys did. Mine. <laughs> um, so we slept on the floor, but they have this youth group of about 30 teenagers. And so connecting with other teenagers down there, they loved it. And a lot of the teenagers that I brought down there is now Instagram or Facebook friends with the teenagers who are already down there. They cannot read each other's posts, right? <laughs> but they can see pictures, and they like pictures, and they took pictures of selfies of each other, and and, um, oh, cool. and and they tagged each other. And it was just really cool that technology, particularly social media, has brought us together even after the trip. Sure. And so it's just really exciting to see that how now worlds apart, yeah. um, they're connected. So for me, it was awesome to connect with our main interpreter, um, his name is Jonathan. He was kind of set that up. He's kind of the director of this mission organization in Costa Rica. And he was there because our our trip was one of probably the first trips or one of the first trips that Costa Rica had since the pandemic started. So we were the mm. test dummies, if you gotcha. will, <laughs> of can this work? So they want to take pictures of everything we were doing to show to other churches, see, ministry can still happen sure. and, and things are still good right. and fun day still <laughs> options and, and all that. So uh, just connecting with him, and, and I've been working with him for two years now preparing for this trip. Right. So it was awesome to see someone else's heart who's passion for teenagers, passion for youth. Sure. So that was my connection. And then also the local pastors who wanted to know, you know, what do I do? And, and you're a youth pastor. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, how many times do you preach? And and I said every week. And, and it was interesting because he thought it was big church and I was talking about youth ministry. And so it's just great sure. to kind of connect with uh, just expanding his worldview on what ministry could be. Sure. He didn't know I was doing youth ministry for 17 years. He thought I was way younger, which I take that as a comfort. <laughs> yeah. 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 Take that. Yeah. Well, you can't old guys. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. What a cool, you know, you're talking about your kids that are, they can't even read each other's posts, but they're liking each other's pictures. And I mean, right. like I, the mission trip that I went on a couple years ago, um, like I'm friends on Facebook with those people, but that was before Instagram and, mm-hmm. and those. But like to think about that's a whole new aspect coming out, coming after a, a mission trip that no nobody's ever had before. And that's that I don't know that I've thought about, but that's what, I mean, yeah, that's, that's just a really new. cool. And it's only happened this year. I've gone on mission trips. My last mission trip was probably. Th- uh, I did a local mission trip, which doesn't really count. Like it counts, but it was right. You everyone sleeps in their own bed, and they come together and serve you all day. But uh, a, a foreign was to Vancouver, Canada. But that was before Instagram really took off in the teenage world, right? But now, man, that whole connection was revolutionary. So I got two. I got students who are keeping Snapchat streaks with people in. Costa Rica wow. now. <laughs> How cool. So, yeah. And, you know, we talked about be careful what you share. You don't want to share your information. Don't share your address, all that. Sure, yeah. Um, but things like Instagram, that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a cool pointer. Yeah. I mean, if they are following each other on social media, make sure there's some boundaries there. So in we kind of talked about that. That's good. That, that's, I mean, that's a good, that's just a, a hot tip there. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, you're talking about, again, what you're, what you're seeing kind of in your students and how they see these relationships with, or they're seeing, you know, when they're going door to door and they're seeing mm-hmm. how cool it is. Tell me what's, what's something cool that you saw happen in your students or something, some way that you saw God moving or that now you've, you've been able to hear maybe that you didn't hear on the trip. What's just, how did you see God moving your kids during the week? And this is what I absolutely love about mission trips. I, I mean, I, I shared before how many mission trips I went on over 10, 12, <laughs> probably 15. If I was a participant to, I don't remember exact number now off the top of my head. But seeing 
the students work it out, as in work their faith out or getting a new worldview or seeing that God can use them in a situation where when you go on a mission trip, it eliminates all the distractions. And so seeing the students hearing or seeing God's word or at the first time, maybe for real, or seeing them being used by God, like it's a surreal experience because they're experiencing God at the same time as seeing that God can use them. And so it's this catch 22 where it's almost like they're seeing themselves in third person and it's weird. Right. Sure. But I love the processing. We do a debrief every night, every night, no matter how many tired people are or how long a day it was, we debrief um, and sit down. Okay. What was your experiencing? And you kind of unpacked what you were experiencing that day and you hear how other people experience the exact same thing, but in a totally different way. Mm. So it was awesome to see the students eyes and lives light up and really be excited to be used by God. I mean, the worship experience alone was my highlight. Um, was cool. uh, so I had we had a church, several church services. Our students led worship for their church, and so we had two songs in English and one song in Spanish. We didn't tell them they were going to do this, but once we sang that one song in Spanish, oh my goodness, the whole room just took off and was and this volume level just it like blew the roof out, wow. uh, roof off because they were so excited that these Americans were singing worship songs in their language. And I'm telling you, you have not experienced worship unless you've experienced worship on a mission trip because we didn't have the lights. We didn't have the small, the, the fog, right? Yeah. <laughs> not smog, <laughs> fog. We didn't have any of this and it just felt raw and pure and unabashedly open. And it was, so it was great to experience. And that was probably wow. one of my highlights is just seeing the church and our students worshiping God in just a pure form. How cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So something that we, we I have to ask you a question. It's required for the Embrace the Awkward podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure you didn't have any awkward <laughs> moments on this trip, but I'm curious to know, is there was was there maybe one awkward moment Just that you one. could share about? Well, I got several, actually. Um, <laughs> now, I don't get embarrassed easily. Uh, so this might be embarrassing, but not. I, I didn't really feel it was that bad. You got all kinds of bathroom bathroom stuff on a mission trip. You talk about bathroom stuff more on a mission trip just because it's experience. Sure. In Costa Rica, you do not flush toilet paper down the toilet. Oh. You throw it in the trash can. Ooh. I don't care if you're in an airport, you're in a hotel, you're in a church, you throw it in the trash you in the trash can, right? Wow. So the first couple of days, we've had several people I had to remind them and they actually had to reach in and pull out the the toilet paper. Oh and no! Throw it away. Oh, so having that conversation, no. hey, I, uh, because you can't flush it down. They don't have a strong enough system, particularly at the church. Oh. So I'm following these students, and I'm like, hey, and I wish I didn't do this, but I followed this one girl um, afterwards, and it's clogged. It's oh it, no, there's nothing. And I said, oh, hey, no. uh, you gotta you gotta flush the toilet, and you can't flush the toilet without toilet paper. Or in toilet paper in there, so you need to take care of it. So I said, I'll take care of it this time, but next time you can't do it. But having that conversation, oh, you man. don't get that at home. <laughs> so that makes me want to like bring, like if I would go like bring one of those like grabber things, you know, that's like an extendo yes, arm. I should have done to that. Try to, oh, I'm man. here with a stick, all right? And <laughs> two sticks now with two, like two chopsticks <laughs> trying to pull it out. Believe me, <laughs> oh. that is not effective. 
hands are the only way to get it to work. Oh, man. So that was one. Um, another one is showers. So it's freezing cold showers. There's I no, assume. I saw the – if you haven't seen the pictures, they're, they're somewhere on yes, social media. It's just but. this pipe hanging out of the wall and surrounded by metal tent. That's wow. it. That's your shower. So it's really cold showers, um, and there's no door locks and all that, so you have to have some lookouts and – we try to do our best to have okay girls over here, guys over here, and sure, and it's just the awkward kind of parts of mission trips. You just experience normal everyday things are taken away or changed, mm-hmm. so you have to rely on your team more. Sure, so you have to be a little vulnerable of saying, "Hey, I'm going to go in and take a shower now. Could you watch out for right. someone not to walk by, right? Who's a different gender or don't look, right? <laughs> you know that kind of stuff." Wow. Um, one of the things that happened, I was riding on a bus. Okay. Um, and we're about ready to come back and just, uh, some downtime and all that. So one of my adult leaders was drinking this water and in, in Costa Rica, there's really no stop signs, no street lights, nothing. It's the biggest vehicle has the right of way. Sure. A craziness. So we go full bore and hit this bump and his water spills all over my front to the point where it looks like I peed my pants. Perfect. I mean, it was ideal situation where my shirt was barely touched Perfect. But below my belly button to my knees. Awesome. All wet. That's great. And so now what what do you do? You're on the bus. You can't you don't have a towel or whatnot. So right. I had to walk off the bus and you know, luckily everyone was laughing <laughs> and I took it in stride, but it just cracked me up. I think he did it on purpose. I would have. Because it was very convenient. Yeah, I would have done it on purpose. But he too. never admitted it. Wow. Um but it we had fun with that, but it was it wasn't embarrassing for me, but there were some of the girls on the bus that were so embarrassed that that they could have done that. Like, oh, they're like, I don't know what you could have done. Like, you need to wear your backpack in front or all that. And it didn't bother me. I was like, ah, sure. who cares? I know it's not pee. Yeah, like, I pee my pants all the time. Right. It's not that big right. a deal to me anymore. It just was more embarrassing for them than it was for me. So <laughs> I actually hammed it up, and then I went on stage and told everyone. And, I, and you know, it's just crazy how wow. that was embarrassing for them, even though they didn't experience it. <laughs> so that kind of stuff. But no real um, big situation to where... I regret or like, man, that was painful. Um, sure. Some mission trips I've had that, but this one actually very easy. Wow. Really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, along with that, was there a, and maybe this is your cool moment that you've shared about when you just got to experience that awesome worship, but was there a cool moment or a moment where it was just like, wow, this is, I mean, were, were you, was there a moment where you stepped back and you were just like, this is awesome. Yeah, the worship was definitely the the highlight. Another one was um, we had students lead VBS, like uh, little kids ministry, and we had puppets and we had bubbles and we had jump ropes and they acted out stories. So here you have like the story of Noah and all the kids are animals and the leaders are the boat and they're going back and forth. And it was just so cool to see students jumping in and just – unabashedly like, okay, we're going to have some fun. Um, one highlight that most students probably wouldn't think it was a highlight. We brought some puppets down there. Hmm. So we brought a little tiny sound system. We got on Amazon for like 50 bucks and I hooked it up to my Bluetooth phone and we played some, some puppet songs and they danced and we had a little drum set and puppets and animals and, and all that. So I, the, I am on the outside where the kid's sitting and looking at the puppets, but I can also see the stage because all it was is just a black curtain we held up. Sure. <laughs> um, so I looked around to the side, and it was awesome to see. And I wish I could take a picture of it, but it was not the right angle. 
But our students here are working hard, going up and down, playing puppets and, and trying to go where the beat. And these students on the other side are just wide-eyed, like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Like, they wow. loved those puppets. And it was just great to see that interaction. And the students didn't know because they couldn't see it. There was a black sheet. Wow. Um, and so that was just a, a moment that I'll, I'll remember yeah. um, just because that's just a moment for me. Cool. And, and those, those happen all the time in mission trips. Really cool. Yeah, how awesome. Um, this is my last question for you, and uh, I think this is just something that, for me, I, there were things when I went on my last mission trip, there was just a couple moments that there was something that I was just not expecting at all that just totally caught me off guard or surprised me. Was there something that surprised you? or <laughs> I mean, was there, what was this, or a funny thing, or what? was there something that surprised you? There's several things. One, um, about 20 feet from where the guys were sleeping, uh, they found two vipers, like poisonous viper snakes. Like one of the most like deadly, venomous that, snakes. Yes, aggressive, deadly. It kills hundreds of Costa Ricans or, or, or um, Ticos is what they call themselves, Ticos, Costa Ricans down there every year. So, um, the, so this is at night. They found it. They were moving some metal tin, um, and underneath it was a five-foot female viper and a three-foot male viper just chilling right next to each other. Wow. So I, I'm not afraid of snakes, but I have several people who were terrified. Oh, sure. And it surprised me because they called the firemen down the fire department. That's what they do. If you have snakes, like venomous snakes, <laughs> you call the fire department. Sure. I don't know if that happens in America, <laughs> um, but they called it down there. The firemen looked at it, talked about it for about 30 minutes, and then left. They said, sorry, we can't deal with it. <laughs> They're too difficult a position to deal with it. So we went to bed that night, and the vipers are still out there. They're just chilling. Wow. The next morning, the, the head pastor, he's in his 60s, he grabs a machete, goes out there, and chops the heads off of both these uh, vipers. Just no big deal. Like, no big deal. Just this pastor. And and I'm just remembering, you know, those Bible verses where it says the serpent will strike, strike the man's you, heel. Right. And, and they will, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, okay, that is that surprised me just wow. how chill he was. Yeah, of, there's a sermon there totally. Yeah, about. I got some vipers. No big deal. Right. And so he laid them out, and we took pictures with them because they were dead, of course. Right. Um, so that surprised me. The other thing is, this is the first time we've really done this. So I created a Facebook group, not a page, but a group um, for anyone experiencing on the mission trip. And so I told parents and grandparents and our church, if you want to hear updates on Costa Rica, join this group. Right. And that was by far the best thing I've, I did all this week because... I had so many parents and grandparents and church members contact me afterwards. We're so grateful for all the updates I did. Now, I did Facebook Live videos once or twice a day. Right. <laughs> um, so so here, uh, and, and Facebook is super easy. It's free, and it's saved in that group. So here I am just trying to update people. I took pictures of every meal. Um, we had students update that. So that is absolutely necessity if we could go back and redo some of the tips. For mission trips, I would say you need to have a Facebook group and you need to update that every day when you go on mission trip. Yeah. That was by far the biggest surprise of how well that worked. Yeah. I was on the group and it was awesome. And that's another cool thing about mission trips is that when you go, you're not benef you're not just benefiting the country you're at. In fact, you're not just benefiting your students by going on a mission Absolutely. trip. There's such a huge turnaround in terms of your own church community 
which then kind of can turn into your own community. And I mean, it's just great on all aspects. It, it's it's just an awesome experience. So really cool to hear stories about it. This is like the first time really I've gotten to hear stories other than the Facebook group too. So yeah. um, it's awesome. And if you are considering going on a mission trip, which I highly encourage you to, you need six months minimum, um, especially if it's a foreign one. A year would be even better. So if you're thinking about going spring break March 2022 or the summertime, you need to start planning on that now. And one of the first things besides prayer is getting permission from your lead pastor or boss or whatnot. And the second thing is looking for the local missions organization. Sure. It is so much easier going through an organization who has people on the ground doing that on a regular basis Mm -hmm. than trying to do it on your own. In fact, I would never do a mission trip on my own without going through a missions organization. And there's tons of good ones out there. Sure. Yeah. So, well, hey, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Again, if you haven't listened to some of the past episodes on this topic, um, go listen to those. And you know what? While you're listening to old episodes, we've got about 30-some in front of this one that are also pretty good too, we think. So feel free to check out anything um feel free to follow our instagram feel free to check out our web page our web page with merchandise and all the cool things which is what's the address www.embracetheawkward.com <laughs> we made sure to get Don't that, that www. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really important part <laughs> Uh, uh, my girlfriend's sister was shocked to find out that you can just put in like embracetheawkward.com go like you don't have to put the www at the beginning what she had no clue oh, you God. didn't have to put that at the beginning <laughs> so, technology man oh yeah it's crazy <laughs> how far we've come so hey thanks so much for listening and thanks for being our friend we'll see you next time